0: Thank you for tuning in to Revolutionary Health, the show that focuses on Black gay men's health and wellness. I'm your host, Michael Ward, and we are sitting here with Dennis, who's joined us again to continue the discussion on crystal meth and the Black gay community. Um, As always, though, make sure that you like, subscribe, and follow us. Comment under our videos. We're on Twitter, at Building Desire. Instagram and Facebook, at Counter Narrative. We want to hear from you. This is a very important topic that we get to discuss again. Um, about just crystal meth use, how it's affected us in the community as well, and kind of unpacking some of those things that really we've heard, we've seen, that have affected us in the most recent months. So do you want to start? Or do you want me to start? because you sorry? You know I can talk. so <laughs> my the the crazy thing about my introduction to just meth and kimsex, anything like that, I didn't really know about meth or Tina or any of these other terms. like. I learned about it moving to Atlanta, like Mm. on jacks, strolling through the boxes. And like, this guy was just like, you know, do you know, do you want to do tea or something like that? And I was like, I don't really know what that is. But you know how sometimes you'd be trying to really go along with it? And you'd be like, oh, okay, sure. Tell me more about this. That was my first time actually hearing about it, like hearing about Tina at all. For me, I've heard about it for a while.
1: Um, People using it um, recreationally. All black people. Um, And so, like, I've heard about people using it. It was never something that was really prominent in my life until I started spending more time in Europe. And when I started spending more time in Europe, it was like, everybody (laughs) was doing it. And so, it was like, like when you're in London, it's like, it's like, you can't ha- it's like, sex is not happen without this shit. Mm. Um, and and so, that, so that was the first time, like, it was like, okay, this is like really a thing. And then when I came back to Atlanta, you know, I would have, like, these casual encounters um, and it would be like, you know, do you mind if I smoke? And I'm thinking like, you know, roll mm-hmm. up. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, yeah, what you got? And then, you know, then they pull out a pipe and then I'm just like, well, that don't look like weed. Ooh, you know, what is that? Um, so it was that. And then, uh, and so, so that was, so that was part of my, that was part of the way I was introduced, and introduced to like, you know, meet people. And,
0: uh, yeah, kind of getting there. yeah, I think a lot too, that I've been seeing really, and one of the things too, that I'm trying to focus on in my own life is, um, the stigma that's kind of attached to people who do use crystal meth and mm-hmm. using, affirming language and understanding that there are different perspectives and different things that, you know, lead people to use crystal meth. But I think kind of in the black gay community, we have seen a rise of people, at least for me, I've seen a rise of people offering it to me, of using it recreationally around me. And just framing the conversation, it's been important for me to frame the conversation into more of a harm reduction standpoint of saying that, if this is what you choose to engage in and do, mm-hmm. not shaming you at all kid, that's that's all good. But finding ways to really reduce harm in the way that my own mind thinks about it yeah. and understands it and processes it as well. Because one of, one of the experiences that I've had uh, too, um, on, in a situation where someone did use crystal meth in front of me and it was very interesting to just think that you know like this is somebody i never would have thought yeah you know like and we have been talking for a while and things like that and then it was like oh okay so this is something that you engage in but at the same point it was kind of like how in my mind do i wrap my head around like are you safe are you taking care of yourself are you doing things like that instead of Normally, I think I would have went on the defense and been like, oh my God, this is bad. This is terrible. Yeah. We, need, we need to get you to recovery and treatment and help and all of these things. And so I think that was an interesting perspective for me in my own mind of like, okay, this is, this is really happening.
1: Yeah, I think for me, the time when, when it came, became prominent in my life, I was already in a space where um, I allowed people to do Make choices with their own body and make choices with how they center their life And I think for a lot of people who do math, it's about being able to uh, be uninhibited in a way that allows you to do do things that maybe you wouldn't do. And I think, and for me, that's okay. Um, the line becomes when it become the line for me is when it becomes um, detrimental to the rest of your life. Mm. And I think because, because of the cost, because of the, the way in which it can, if you're not monitoring yourself, it can become so easily addictive, it then becomes destructive. Um, so I'm not against anybody deciding to do math, I've done math, you know, one time. I don't do it because I like, this the type of way I like to feel sexy, and when I watch people, and the way they move, it doesn't seem sexy, and afterwards I feel like I'm not going to feel sexy. So mm-hmm. I, that's that's why I decide not to do it as a regular thing. Um, but other people like that feeling and like that moment. Um, so I, I so I give so I give space so I give space to both, and I I never I never shame anybody for for centering their pleasures or desires, um, and want to remove some of the obstacles that that inhibit that.
0: So dude, and I and I wonder about this all the time. Do do, do you think as far as being a black gay man, some of the things in our desires and our our interests, se- our sexual interests and like things that we're really wanting to engage in, we're not able we're not able to talk about it. Like we don't have the language for it or we feel ashamed of it. Or There's we so feel like things. sometimes with certain sexual partners that it's gonna be like, Oh my god. So one of the I think one of the things that really lowers inhibitions really is like using recreational drugs for some people or all those things. I think as black gay men we have to become more comfortable of just saying that this is what I'm interested in and I'm I'm doing. Um and I and I get that from the BuzzFeed article which we talked about in the last episode yeah. that a lot of the users that they talked about in the article were saying that they can do things that they weren't normally able to do or they were able to explore kind of this pathway that they wanted to and that was like I I was like, yes, I feel like sometimes as a black gay man, things that interest me that I'm able to kind of, like, explore might be easier, you know, with doing that. Thing. Well, yeah, so. when, when you
1: don't when you have to think about it and, and process it so much. Like, there's, there's lots of things I would do, lots of things I think about doing. Um, and if there was, and if I really, really wanted to do it, you know, doing doing drugs allows allows you to get to that. Mm -hmm. And for some people, it's like... You know, some people with fantasy just remains fantasy. I think for a lot of people, a lot of our fantasy just remain fantasy. Mm -hmm. Um, But for people who decide, like, I want to live this out, you know, this is a way in which you can live it out and and feel those other things that you want to feel. And I think desire... Desire and feeling uh, fulfilled are so important. Mm -hmm. um, Are are so important. Um, But then... And, and then simultaneously, I, I think it, it's interesting that meth happens now and, you know, we because ha- we have all these ideas of, like, sex positivity, mm-hmm. and sex positivity is, like, this, like, m- multiplication of, like, normative sex, but then people do meth to, like, engage in, like, all this sex positivity that you're saying, mm-hmm. and now we're like, oh, we well, don't do it like that. And yeah. it's like, no, if you let people do it, they let people... Let people do what they want, and let a lot of people make decisions around their own, um, around their own bodies. Um, and I think that's mm-hmm. so important when we think about like healthcare professionals. Mm-hmm. You know, um, things that things that they should know is yeah. that you know your job is not to override people's um, how people feel about themselves mm-hmm. or or what they want to do. With their body but maybe introduce ways like like hey, here's some Narcan. You know, if you're not feeling right. What's Narcan? Just, just because I don't know, and okay. I I don't know myself as well, so yeah. It, it's a nasal spray, so um, a lot of meth tends to be like, um, it will be tainted, and if you ever like meth is supposed to feel like up, mm-hmm. and should I feel tired, then it's probably some tainted meth. And what Narcan does is, is um, you you'll spray it, and it'll allow you to uh, negate the effects of like tainted um, meth because you don't want to. Don't want to die. No. <laughs> you don't want
0: to die. I mean, no. We don't want to <laughs> die. But I I want to just talk to a little bit about the healthcare professionals, um, about that piece and of seeking help. And if it is something that you're struggling with as well out there, just make sure to seek help and resources. and. Try your best to have open and honest conversations with your healthcare uh, professionals about it. Um, As well, too, with Counter Narrative Project, we do have a webinar that talks about harm reduction with meth use, so make sure you check that out if you know anyone that may be affected by it or Uh, Needs assistance just having the language to craft it so I want to thank you again for sitting here with me and having this conversation um, With math that's affecting the black gay community and you out there as well Make sure again that you comment. What are you seeing out there? What are things that have affected you in your own life? And if you want more information then definitely check out the webinar follow us like us Tell a friend to tell a friend, to watch the video. We're on Facebook, Instagram at The Counter Narrative and on Twitter at Building Desire. So thank you again. We'll see you next time.